welcome everybody to the Bucket Drop Podcast Season 2, Episode 20. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining in. And I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, If you like a podcast by a guy that records it in his car on a iPhone, I think it's a 7, this is the podcast for you. I try to focus on UFC, boxing, hockey, uh, try to give some betting advice even though I don't win very often. If you just like having a good time, you know, tune in and, uh, you know, any questions uh, that you want me to talk about on the podcast, which, you know, I might not have uh, the greatest advice about, uh, just email me at bobbylonggrass at gmail.com and uh, add me to Facebook, Bobby Longgrass. I'm not too uh, Twitter uh, friendly. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, uh, old school with the Facebook, old school with the phone. Like I said, uh, haven't, I didn't have a phone until I was 30. I remember like all my friends, like, dude, it's about time you get a phone. You know, they try to reach me and I had a house phone in my apartment in Ottawa, but you know, I, if I was on the go, I remember using pay phones and I was using pay phones until they were 75 cents. So like Norm Macdonald says in his, uh, in one of his comedy sketches or appearances, you know, back in my day, uh, people uh, used to use cameras to take uh, pictures, you know, and if you use the phone, uh, people would look at you funny. If you haven't checked out Norm MacDonald on uh, his late night appearances, there's full of videos on YouTube, uh, especially like the ones with Conan O'Brien. I talk sports, but I also uh, like to share things that might bring some joy to your life, especially during this uh, pandemic. I know everybody's sick about hearing about the goddamn ped- pandemic. Sorry for using uh, God's name in vain, but uh, guys, you know, um, I think everybody needs a good laugh, and I think he's uh, Canadian's greatest comedian, Canada's greatest comedian, excuse me, and uh, one of the a great podcast that I like to listen to. He's old school as well. Is uh, Joseph Lazito. You know, I'm sure he remembers. Uh, you know, taking videos with the uh, the old VHS. So uh, I know George. What am I talking about? I know Joe is old school and he likes the old school hockey. So uh, go check Coliseum Chronicles, and uh, it's all about the New York Islanders and their affiliates. His latest episode was kind of a rant episode which uh, I like those I'm, I like to go on them myself and uh, it was just about uh, you know the vaccine and uh, people you know giving shit to people that are not getting the vaccine anyways you guys go check it out and uh, I'm, I'm sure Joe doesn't need my uh, uh, my mention because uh, his podcast is doing really well but uh I really appreciate Joe's podcast, and it's, uh, I never miss one, so go check it out. Another good podcast that I've listened to recently, and uh, as a Habs fan, very interesting because it was when hockey was a little bit more intense, is Habs Tonight, and uh, one of the hosts is Dale Weiss, Dutch Gretzky, as the fans would call him, and uh, he's got a co-host as well. It's a great podcast, and I loved Dale when he was in Montreal for his first stint. On the second stint, I think he was uh, at the end of the road, but that's not his fault. Uh, Father Age is undefeated. I've said this in a few podcasts, and I didn't come up with the quote. But uh, Dale Weiss, yeah, he 
you know, he, he would fight and, uh, you know, he would grind. He would get some big goals in the playoffs and uh, just interesting to listen to uh, a few stories. You know, he was, they were talking about in uh, 2015 when uh, Eric Griba had hit Eller and I kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you. I don't know. I must be uh, losing some brain cells along the way, but, uh, you know, when uh, Eller hit the ice Ottawa's uh, newspapers were not very classy and they had uh, titled the article Ottawa Draws First Blood which is uh, yeah that's a little edgy and uh, you know obviously um, Eller was hurt and you know he he wasn't able to return to play I don't even think there was a suspension on the plate nowadays that would be a suspension for sure Uh, but you know maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Montreal fan but and uh yeah just talking about the aftermath and you know press actually came on the podcast and they were talking about the big-eyed uh walrus fat bug-eyed walrus i think he he said and uh yeah press was a great guest he was really funny and uh, larock was on there too just bringing back a lot of good memories that i remember you know talking about when he was uh chasing lucic around the uh the ice after uh Lucic had uh, kind of beat up Komsarek. Well, not kind of. He did beat him up. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. You know, like, listen, I, I don't hate on Lucic because there's not a lot of players like him left in the league. But, you know, George was just saying that, you know, maybe that's why I called Joe George a while ago. Uh, he was just saying that Joe wanted no – or, sorry, <laughs> Milan wanted no part of George. And, uh, you know, he – he was he wouldn't even come up with comebacks when George would uh, follow him around the ice. Hey, George is a scary dude, but uh, kind of like really interesting episodes. Like you know, he was a scary dude, but he was talking about Boogeyman uh, and the nights that he, you know, not that he couldn't sleep, but just that he feared the uh, that Boogeyman. You know, and uh, if you look at the fights, uh, George uh, BGL uh, George Larocque did pretty well against boogeyman but he was just saying that he didn't like to fight and the scary part about Derek bugard is that Derek did like to fight and uh no it was pretty interesting he i think he said that they in, in total they fought four times i'm not sure if they're all you know on video they should be obviously but maybe one of those fights was you know in the minors like uh, in the ahl not a hundred percent about that but uh, I remember in the, in the NHL, he did well in those fights. Kind of wrestled them to the ground, but I don't know. Who could blame him? Uh, you know, that's a big, scary dude right there. And uh, another thing that I forgot about was uh, the captaincy vote. So I think it was also in 2015 that uh, they voted on the captain at a golf tournament. And Dale was just saying that it was weird because they announced that Pat Reddy was the captain a few days later. Um, instead of tallying the votes that night. Um, so the players were kind of like wondering why they were made to vote on the captain when they didn't even tally the votes that night. And the the results were res- read off two days later, ended up being Pacioretty. And it's kind of around that time where that rift began, um, or at least the fans thought there was a rift between Pacioretty and P.K. Subban. So, uh, yeah, a little interesting. Things that, you know, uh, jogged my memory because I, I had forgot about the Eller thing. I had forgot about the captaincy vote. So, uh, yeah, interesting podcast, and it's good to get a player's perspective. 
So uh, go check it out. Habs tonight is what it's called. And, uh, you know, listen to my podcast once in a while too. Don't go listen to that one and say, oh shit, this is way better. It is, but. Now, to the main course. Mark Bergevin. Now, I'm going to go back on something that I talked about a few episodes ago when I was saying that, you know, I don't tie my emotions to the Habs winning and losing anymore. And the reason for that is become, because I, I've become an unpassionate Habs fan. Uh, I know that sounds weird because I have a hockey podcast, but I was mentioning the other day that I don't even watch some of the games and I just turn on the TLC and watch My 600 Pound Life to show where uh, these uh, larger-than-life broads uh, eat their feelings and someone has to quit their job to take care of them. And men as well. But, uh, yeah, just... I don't know. I feel like Mark Bergevin, uh, he's the one who's made me unpassionate about the sport. Uh, maybe Jeff Mol- or yeah, Molson at the same time because he hasn't fired the guy. I just... Yeah, anyways, I, I, I'm not surprised when they lose anymore. And, uh, yeah, that's... I, I blame Mark Bergevin for making me a loser Habs fan, honestly. You know, we don't have high expectations anymore. And, you know, he's failed in bringing a superstar to Montreal. Uh, in my opinion, I know PK hasn't had a good track record when he got traded, but he's traded the only superstar that Montreal had. Uh, not to say that PK would have continued to play well, but, you know, he never showed any sign of slowing down when he was playing for the Canadians. But, like, if you just look at a few things, uh, you know, people might say, oh, he made some good moves at the beginning of the year. I was a little bit of the same opinion, but when you really think about it, he fixed one of his mistakes. You know, in the past four games, the Montreal Canadiens have amount, like, they, they've gotten, like, one goal per game. And, you know, I don't think in my head, oh, I wonder if Josh Anderson scored. You know why? Because you're not supposed to expect that from a depth player. And Josh Anderson is a great hockey player. But that's the big move that Mark Bergevin did at the beginning of the year, right? He brought Toffoli in and he brought Josh Anderson. Well, Toffoli, you know, good on you, MB, but Josh Anderson, people have to remember how he came aboard. We drafted, or the Habs drafted, and I know Trevor Timmons is involved in that too, but that guy, anyways, you could do a whole episode on that clown. Uh, you know, under Mark Bergevin's tenure, they drafted Alex Galchenyuk. And then he wasn't working out, so they had to trade him for another inconsistent player in Domi. And then we he luckily fixed his big mistake by bringing in Josh Anderson. But Josh Anderson is not a top three pick in the NHL. Right? So he fixed his mistake. Okay, but look at the other guys that he brought in, right? So they drafted... Jeez, uh, I don't even remember his name anymore. The guy that they drafted right after him. Oh, my God. He's in the KHL now. I'm literally drawing a blank. Jeepers. Uh, right after McCarron. But yeah, McCarron. They drafted McCarron. Where the heck is that guy now? I don't hear his name. Uh, I think I, I think it was under him too where they, they brought in Tenorti, but I could be wrong about that. They he uh, brought in uh, with one of his only good drafts, Drouin. 
who is the talk of the town in Montreal right now for all the wrong reasons. I'm not sure if Seacatch was his fault. Regardless, it's all these moves and that you're done, bud. It's it's not acceptable to just say to the media, oh yeah, it's it's tough to bring in a superstar. This guy, like, I don't know if you guys watch Trailer Park Boys, but I, I don't even know if he's got his grade 10. He definitely didn't go to community college. He definitely didn't go to college. And we're supposed to look at him like a god. Like, I'm not one for analytics, but, you know, maybe you should bring in a guy for analytics. There should definitely be a president of operations, first of all. Molson, wake up. There's a reason why they had, like, three big dudes in Toronto. Lula Morello, they had, uh, which I don't know why he got fired, but Lula Morello, they had Brennan Shanahan. You know, they had Dubas, and then they had the coach, and, you know, Montreal Canadiens, they, they just don't spend the money, and then we're become, I've, I've become a loser Habs fan, I have, you know, I have no expectations, and that's pretty brutal, you know, I don't have a, this big exciting job where, you know, I jump out of airplanes and I get in a big adrenaline, adrenaline rush, I like my job, I like my life, but you know, the Habs was something that I like to be passionate about. It was something that I like to talk about with my friends. You know, how about the Habs? We don't even do that anymore. I talked to one of my good friends, Max. Hey, uh, have you been watching the Habs lately? They really suck, eh? And then he'll just tell me I don't even watch hockey anymore. And that's because the team sucks. There's no star on the team. The Like, like I, I was talking about that podcast that I listened with Dale Weiss, you know, Habs Tonight. Go listen to it. He was just talking about when, you know, PK would do a spinorama and the whole bell center would explode. Obviously, these death players will have those moments where they score in overtime, but you can't expect that from these players. So, Mark Bergevin, you're done, bud. I know you can kick my ass because you got these big muscles, but you're done. You're done, bud. And, uh... Man, I made two bets yesterday, which uh, weren't the greatest predictions. Things in the UFC slash boxing world. Uh, I made two bets for this weekend. I picked Jorge Masvidal because he was paying four times. I told you, sometimes I'm a long shot Louie. Who do I really think is going to win that fight? Kamaru Usman. But, you know, based on what I do in hockey as well, once a team wins uh, in their first matchup, I'll usually go for the other team to win in their following game. And that's what happened. This is... uh, rematch between Usman and Jorge Masvidal and Jorge Masvidal has a full camp to train for this one so let's go for the street Jesus Jorge Masvidal and hopefully he can bless him and uh, if you don't know what bless him means is knock his ass out and uh, and Usman I don't know he's not a very likable character the last fight was pretty boring he's just stomping his feet and I also went with uh, the the girl fight I went with Rose Namajunas. I can't even say her name, so I won't even try to attempt the other fighter's name. But uh, I don't know. I think that's in the co-main. But again, it's just a matter of uh, the the champion is just too strong for Rose. So I just wanted to parlay something. The Jorge Masvidal, the long shot Louis one with uh, something sure. So yeah, guys, um, you know, go on my Facebook page as well. Um, I have... uh, 
some people that make some predictions so you can uh, you know follow some baseball predictions I'm not much for baseball um, not that I'm shitting on the game I just I've went to so many shitty baseball games that I just can't get into it but uh, it's good a good place to drink some beers though um, and uh, following the Jake Paul knockout or TKO to uh, Ben Askren uh, the kid's been uh, calling on some other UFC guys and you know to uh, his benefit uh these guys are not boxers and he's been practicing only boxing for the past three years so he called out Nate Diaz I don't think that fight will happen because Nate is still under contract with the UFC but think about Nate you know it's good for that guy you know that guy busted his balls in the UFC and you know if again if he loses in boxing it's nothing to be embarrassed about you know he's he's an MMA fighter like the guy He's been taken down a bunch of times by punches against, like, Conor McGregor, and then he came back in the fight. Like, he's the perfect example of, you know, if this was a UFC fight, you would lose because, you know, he's got a great chin, um, but at the same time, he won't be able to clinch. So, you know, if... uh, I think he's going, like, one-fight deals right now, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got a fight coming up with uh, this British guy. But after that, you know, he could go make a big payday again you know he he got that conor mcgregor payday and you know just because he was smart and he called him out and uh because he wasn't really like a ranked well he might have been a ranked guy at the time but you know uh just just good for that guy man he's uh he's a fighter and uh he's finally getting his paydays and uh you know he's probably laughing in his head uh that he just got called out by uh Jake Paul, you know, he's like, this is perfect, amazing, you know, finally, at the end of my career, I might make bank, you know, make a good little chunk of change, like, maybe he'll make, uh, I don't know, man, that pay-per-view thriller fight, I know a lot of people are bashing it, but, you know, it made, I think, 75 mil, so, part of that goes to the fighters, so, uh, good for you, Nate, and, yeah, I lost a few bets yesterday. Uh, I made two bets, the Florida Panthers to win. They won, um, but then the Tampa Bay Lightning got shit-kicked by my buddy Mike's uh, team, the Carolina Hurricanes. So take care of your Ks, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Forget about the snow. Maybe that's why I'm a little pissed off this morning because it's snowing, but, you know, do some barbecuing anyways. <laughs>